most people, unless they're looking for it, nobody wants to be sold or educated, but everybody wants to be entertained. And that is everything you need to know about marketing yourself, right? Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome back to the show. So glad to have you here. My name's Emily Reagan. If you're new to me, just know that I've been working in the online space doing a variety of digital marketing tasks, and now I help my friends learn what these in-demand skills are, what business owners expect their virtual assistants and freelancers to know, and I help them get hired. I have a course, I have a membership, but most importantly, I have a community where freelancers are bonding together, building our referral networks, and can I say like collectively upping our rates? Like that would be cool. I definitely don't want us being undervalued anymore for the people who are behind the scenes. Like that I do feel good about. So (laughs) this summer we are doing a back-to-back freelancer story. And over in my free Facebook group, we have interviews with freelancers and they share their services, their startup stories, all the good stuff. They teach us some tips that we can apply for our client work and for our own business. And over the summer, I am moving to Richmond, Virginia, packing up my home. And this particular episode is timed the week I will have just had my big photo shoot. This is a momentous occasion. One, because I didn't want to do the photo shoot because I'd gained 30 pounds and I just didn't want to do it. COVID, life, two years of just like gaining some weight, okay? It's all my fault. Like, I'll lose it. Not not a big issue, but I was definitely delaying the photo shoot. And I finally booked it. And by the time you listen to this podcast, it will be over. (laughs) I will be thankful And this isn't just like a, this is an in-studio photo shoot. So I'm a little bit apprehensive, but it's so cool because here on the podcast today, I have Megan Otto, who actually is a branding strategist and helps plan out photos. Now, I knew I needed to do this as a freelancer to up my game. We're going to talk about this in the episode today, but I think the timing of this is pretty sick. So Megan calls herself the brand whisperer. She has some cool, cool freebie for us for the ultimate brand of photo shoot checklist you can find here in the show notes. We're going to talk about utilizing Instagram marketing for freelancers because you have to put yourself out there. You have to do that awkward thing like I'm doing with this photo shoot and share photos of yourself and stand out online. And it can be nerve wracking, especially when you're one of the people like me who was pretty happy working behind the scenes and not having to show your face. So Megan is going to share some good tips about Instagram marketing, photo shoots. This is a good episode. I hope you enjoy it. And then please check out the show notes to connect with Megan. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Oh, and I promise you, new photos are coming soon. Okay, let's dive in. Hey, everyone. I have Instagram expert Megan Otto here in the house. 
Yeah, I'm so excited to have you today because we have been kind of buddies on Instagram, like laughing at ourselves and <laughs> kind of going against the grain a little bit. And I'm so glad to bring you here to talk about Instagram marketing for us freelancers. Some of us are doing the work for clients on Instagram, and some of us need Instagram to get clients. And you kind of will teach us all of it. So, so happy to have you. Tell everyone where you're from and a little bit about you and what your business looks like. Thank you so much, Emily. Yes, it is so fun that we did connect on Instagram. It's funny, we had this like winding path, but it was Instagram that like ultimately connected us. So I love that. And that's, you know, kind of the topic of what we're talking about today. So that's so fun. And yeah, so my name is Megan Otto. I call myself the Brand Whisperer. So I'm a brand strategist and creative director. And I am from the Midwest. I live in Wisconsin. I have a five-year-old little mini me. Uh, my daughter's name is Amelia, and I'm a full-time single mama to her. I'm doing my business, and I'm super excited to be sharing with all of you my best tips and tricks for Instagram because I think it's it's an awesome platform for service providers. It is. Oh, awesome. So how long have you been in business? So I started with my business around two years ago now. It's kind of fuzzy. So I kind of had like the you know, like the deep diving journey to get to where I am right now. So yeah, it was around two and a half years ago that I started pursuing an online business. I actually started doing copywriting, um, you know, like marketing, and then it has since evolved into doing what I do now. I like your title because this is what I did on when I was on a team and I was the creative director and I always struggled with like what to call myself. Mm-hmm. I have my hands in the pots and I'm like being bossy and I know what I'm doing, but I'm not doing all of the things, but I'm implementing some of them and it's a struggle. Yes. Like, the world is evolving and I, like the title matters, but it's a struggle. <laughs> yes. And I, I think it's so fun too, from like a branding standpoint and from like a strategic standpoint to like position yourself in a unique angle to give yourself that little bit of a pattern interrupt and stand out in a way. But it is hard though, sometimes too, to know like how to encapsulate that with a title. Well, tell everybody what you did before. I don't know the answer to this, but so many of our people are starting second careers or taking what they did in person and kind of manipulating it and making it like an online service. So go over that little like journey to get here, like quickly. Give us Okay. So I like saying this because I think it's inspiring to people to hear this. So what I've done previously has absolutely no relevance to what I'm doing now, the work I do now. So I have done like business backgrounds, you know, office support, all that kind of stuff. And while yes, like there's definitely lessons that you can learn if you're like paying attention, like there's business lessons, life lessons that are super applicable and will always help you in life if you, you know, pay attention to them. But none of that, I don't have any, you know, quote unquote degrees or quote unquote experience to doing what I do now. But I think the biggest thing for me is just being, you know, honest with myself, knowing myself, what my strengths are, what I like to do, and then just being brave enough to pursue that and start down that road. And like I said, I started doing more copywriting, which is definitely in my wheelhouse. I still do some copywriting because I do love the strategy. I do love the creativity involved in that. But it was a bit of an evolution to start doing that. And then I had this like, it was almost like this light bulb moment where I figured out that brand strategy and creative direction work like was its own thing. And then I could do that. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. That's my thing. I It combines all of my skills, the things that I love to do. And so that is what I started pursuing that and going down that path and investing in myself and then putting in the work to, you know, to make it a business. 
oh my gosh, what did that look like? I'm thinking of a couple of my students who I hope are listening to this. I'm probably going to tag them later to listen because they have that like creativity that you have in that business awareness. But how, like, tell me a little bit more about that journey because copywriting, a lot of copywriters usually go that route and, mm-hmm. you know, go for like the big brands and the big contracts and stuff. So it's interesting that you kind of, took that skill, which I love because I have that skill. I don't know if you knew this, but I have a journalism background. So I'm a writer at heart, Uh public relations jobs. But I think that like in an alter universe, I would be a very successful copywriter. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I love this. Like, I love this topic that you brought up because I think that's something too, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but we are dynamic human beings. None of us are like this, like stuck in a rut person. We do have so many things that we could explore and so many different paths that we could go down. It's just a matter of deciding which one I think we want to go down and going in all in on it. And I will say this too, we are never locked in. We can always pivot. We can always try something and then explore something else if it doesn't work out, or maybe we'll just change our minds in the future. But for me and copywriting, so like I said, like once, so I had all these like really challenging things that went on in my life personally. And it was, it was kind of like the like rock bottom moment for me. And I was like, I do not want this to be what my life looks like anymore. So that's what spurred me to create this amazing life for me and my daughter. And that's what started it. And so copywriting definitely checked a lot of those boxes, that creativity, that strategy. I'm like, oh, I can get paid to write. Like I would love this. I've been you know, journaling in my diary since I could write, you know? So I started doing that. And then I met one of my mentors, Kira Hug. She had worked with a brand strategist and creative director and like Kira's brand. I don't know if you don't know it, you should check her out. She's amazing, but Kira Hug, and she has this amazing online brand experience. And I just went down the rabbit trail of, I'm like, how did this happen? Like this doesn't just happen to get this kind of brand experience, some serious strategy, some serious creativity was involved. And so I then did so much stocking and realized that she worked with somebody named Sarah Ashman. And once I realized that you could do this, like I said, like it just, it took what I liked about copywriting, but for me, I like everything to be at the super foundational level, like to build an amazing brand experience, you have to start at the beginning. And that's just how my brain works. Everything is, I see big picture and the little details and and how they all work together. So for me, it was just like, I guess just listening and trusting myself and being like, wait a minute, like there's this other facet to marketing and branding and strategy that you really like and just being open and allowing myself to pursue that. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. And for those of you who don't know Kira, she actually moved here to DC and maybe one day I'll meet up. I went to the copywriter conference that she held, but she has this whole uh, brand photography shoot underwater, you guys. If you go check out her Instagram, I don't think I've sent anyone to her or told anyone about her yet. So you're the first to introduce her. I just saw one in my feed over the weekend where she's like sipping water. Her (laughs) husband's like this, this gorgeous dress. And I'm like, yes. I love it so much. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, that's so cool. So mm-hmm. what does your business look like now? Are you taking on clients or like you or do you work like full time with a team or tell us what that looks like? Yeah, so I have so I work one on one services. I have my like high ticket brand transformation for people that are like in the second or third iteration of their online brand and they're ready to take it to that, you know, like next level and really do like a full rebrand. I call it a brand transformation. So that's the one-on-one services that I do there. And then also I've been developing out. I love helping people just 
transform their Instagram marketing strategy. Like it's all about positioning. There's it's all about branding yourself and finding your own unique angle and spin and just being yourself. Like it's so powerful. So I have offers centered around that. And uh, yeah, I have I have other things that I'm dreaming up in the future. So yeah, that's that's how I like I love doing like the one on one like work. Like for me, like I just I love that connection, especially with when you're doing branding kind of work. It's so powerful. You have you know to work closely, and it's all about collaboration and yeah. working together. What would that look like if like we were to work together? Like I, I've seen your offers. I know you do some sessions, but like. Can you kind of show everyone what that service would look like? Because I think you're the first person we've talked to that does this and it's so original. And like I said, I can see a couple of my students kind of uh, really excelling at this who are like the creative types. Yes. Okay. So you're talking about like the brand strategy, right? Like the Yeah. yeah. Or like okay. if, if I were to like work with you and I don't know, I, I have done a brand photo shoot, like my first one or two, but just... I don't even know what that would look like, Megan. Okay. <laughs> well, you just like asked me my favorite question ever. Okay. I should say my favorite question. I have so many things I love to talk about, but this is definitely one of them. So talking about this lights me up. So what I love about what I do, so if we would work together, it would all be about like, okay, how can I help you create the most one-of-a-kind online brand experience that when somebody comes into contact with your brand. They're, it's like magnetic. They're like, they've never seen something like this before. It completely hooks them in. It's so you and it's so different. And so the very first place we start when I work with my clients is the foundational work. So I, I call it getting clear on the core essence of you. So a lot of times people talk about personal branding as their personality, like a personality driven brand, which I don't, disagree with, but it just, it cuts out so much deeper than what needs to happen. So the core essence of you is so much more than your personality. So I would help you like figure out completely who you are. Cause a lot of times it's so hard to be really clear about who we are because we're so close to ourselves and we're our harshest critic. It's like this double whammy of like, Oh my God, you know, and then imposter syndrome and all this kind of stuff. So it's all about getting clarity on who you are, like black and white. I take everything that's like kind of swirling around in the gray matter and make it black and white. And then once you know exactly who you are and how you do it, then it's time to position it and create your one of a kind million dollar idea hook that you go all in it. Because the other thing too, with personal brands that are really dynamic is they're actually quite narrowly focused. Because if you try and say all the things, if you try and let all of you come through in your personal brand, which I know might sound like a contradiction, you'll lose people. So then it's about finding, okay, what is the one hook? What's the one angle that we can go all in on that just hooks people in? So that's the really fun, like creative part. You have that really strategic foundation that's built. You figure out what your hook is, and then you bring it to life visually and verbally. What headlines, what photos, photo shoots, Oh my God, they're huge for personal brands. People were very visual. Words matter too. Don't get me wrong. They really matter. But then you start planning all of that out. So it's all about layers. Like I said, it's all about that strong foundation. Oh my goodness. So are you doing the work as far as when it comes to like the website or is this like you're coming up with a strategic map and then you hand it over to someone else to do the work? That's a good question. So I have different uh, packages. So I have the the baseline package is all about like the foundational level, getting clarity on you, finding your hook and all that kind of stuff. And then I can take it all the way up to. So basically, my magical powers all lie in the strategy and the creative direction and coming okay. up with these conceptualized ideas. I do 
believe very strongly in the power of what I call brand magic is when you match headlines to pictures and pictures to headlines. So I do direct like what those headlines need to be because they're very strategic and they're very purposeful. So I help with that. And then obviously the photo shoot planning, I plan everything out with those. And then from there, like my top level, it's called the total package package that I offer is when I am with somebody start to finish. So I do all of that. And then as well, I am there, like I help them when they work with a copywriter, I'm there to give them advice. I'm there to be like, okay, make sure this is all cohesive. I help, I do, I'm available to do in-person photo shoot direction, offer insight on website design. So I'm like there every step of the way and just making it zero stress for my oh, I love that. So you can step in and just handle it. So the business owner can meet with you and yep. you're now the middleman planning exactly. it and decisions. Oh my God, that's like a godsend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when it comes to photo shoots, like, okay, let's face it. A lot of us here in this group, we're behind the scenes people. We're doing the work. We don't want to do that. We know what's important. And I will tell you, the second I went out and invested in photo shoots, my Instagram did so much better and I'm taking more seriously. And the thing is, I hate doing selfies. Like, I hate it. Like, I, I, if I do it, I'm like self-deprecating and <laughs> somebody with duck lips or something, but yeah. I hate selfies. Although I've kind of got, I know I get over myself. Like you saw my gym, no makeup yeah. this morning. Like, I don't mm-hmm. mind doing that. Like I've been on TV, on TV news, like no makeup in the middle of an event, like 24 hours, like no sleep. And like, that doesn't bother me, but for some mm-hmm. reason posting a lot of pictures of me, like I won't take the picture. So the photo shoot made me step it up. It was like the best, best money ever sent. And it was I like, love it. It was less than $300 with yeah. my photographer. Yeah. We just went outside. I live in a cute little uh, suburb in DC that has lots of murals. And we just went around and it, I love it. sucks so bad, Megan, because cars are driving by honking. And I'm like, <laughs> you just had me like move a lot. That way. Hot, like laughing and smiling. Otherwise I'm like, so awesome I would love my next photo shoot planned out like I don't want to do that I don't want to coordinate the outfits I don't want to like have anything to do with it (laughs) (laughs) yes oh my goodness so tell everyone we I'm going to go ahead and get to it we put a link to her freebie in it about the ultimate brand of photo shoot checklist like what's in there give everyone a little teaser Okay. I would love to. So again, anytime, like if you come into any contact with Megan, you will hear me say this stuff a lot. It's all about the strategy and the foundational level work. That is how I operate and do all the things. So with the ultimate brand photo shoot, it's walking you through the process that I do with my own clients. Like if we're going to plan out a photo shoot, you need to have these steps in place. So it starts at that foundational level because And here's the thing, you can DIY things like I don't want people to ever feel like they're stuck and they're like, oh, I can't work with what I have now. And I want I want everybody to like, like if I could be like, you know, inspirational message, like get started now, do it. But at the same time, with that being said, if you can, you know, invest and do it from the foundational level, this is what that looks like. So it starts with getting it starts with knowing exactly what you're using the photos for, right? If you don't have like an intention and you don't know why you're using them, you're going to end up with photos that aren't very strategic and they might be flattering photos, but they're not going to be nearly as impactful and make a really strong connection with your audience if you plan them out. So first of all, you want to know exactly why you're using them and how you're using them. That's the first thing. And then as well, you really want to be strategic with like your 
the, like it gets said, when I said brand magic, like know what your captions are, like know what kind of style of your style is. Is it going to be serious? Is it going to be sarcastic? Like knowing yourself again. So having that clarity around who you are makes a big difference. So that's like the pre-planning parts of there. And then you get into like the specifics of like, I recommend like really like actually planning out a photo shoot. That's why I love doing this for my clients. It makes their lives so much easier. Like what backgrounds do I need? What exact props do I need? What exactly are my outfits? What exactly are my my expressions and poses going to be? That's one of the things where I see people get tripped up a lot is they, they walk away with a lot of smiling shots of them, which is great. But as humans, we're so much more dynamic than just smiling shots of ourselves. And so like, just thinking through like, okay, what kind of shots can I do? How can I vary it up so they don't all have the same pose? They don't all have the same depth from the camera, that kind of stuff. And then as well, you want to be on the same page with your photographer. So there is you can have everything like living in your brain, but if you don't communicate that, right, communication is so important, you're going to be disappointed. So it just, it walks you through that process of start the foundational level yeah. and then build everything on top of it. Oh my gosh, I need this so much in my life. And it's so true. Like I've been on the flip side doing the client work where I have 12 good headshots to use. It doesn't help me do the work. And I'm left like I need a better shot or sometimes it's as simple as I need white space to put text. Yes. And all the, like, I have no room to work with, or I need, and I I really had to work with my photographer. I'm like, give me space. Like, don't crop me up close. Don't compose me like super tight. I need space to work with. And I didn't necessarily have that vision, but I did know that some of these walls that I stood by would give me those opportunities, like whatever I decided to use it as. But yeah, it can be so frustrating when you're working with clients who don't have the good photos. But Mm -hmm. like I told everyone else, I just saw Brianne say she doesn't have do selfies or pictures. I'm serious. If you are going to be a freelancer, um, you need to just do one photo shoot and you can read those. And like Megan said, you don't need all smiley. Like some of my favorite shots are the ones where A, I'm being a goofball, <laughs> or B, like they're not all perfect. And some of yeah. the really corny ones that my photographer made me do, mm-hmm. I am loving, but I felt like an idiot taking them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. And yes, and that's something too, is like the energy that you bring will translate across the screen. So the more you can get to your element, like whatever that looks like for you, it's going to be different for everybody, but whatever your natural element is, that's the whole goal is getting to that and showing it across all spectrums, not just happy, because that's the other thing too. The content that you should put out should be dynamic as well, right? You don't want everything being the same. So you're going to have some that's serious, some that's ridiculous, some that's happy, some that's sarcastic. And you want to have the poses and the emotions and the body language to match it because that will really stand out to people as they're reading it and watching and viewing it. So one of the big things in Instagram, that's really good advice. One of the big things is to stop the scroll, which we'll get into some Instagram, Instagram tips, but what do you say with all these pictures that are like the same, like the, the coffee, the hair, like what, what's your take on all of that? Do it. Don't do it. So my take on that is it's better to have pictures of you than not to have pictures of you. So if you have a photo shoot done and it's, it's kind of like the, you know, quote unquote cliche in a coffee shop, you know, cute, flattering photos of you. Great. I'm really glad that you have photos. Use them. Do not not use them. Having a face of you is good. You want to be connecting service providers. It's all about that connection. Now, 
I think that you can take it a lot further. And I'm a huge fan of, first of all, I'm in general, I'm a huge fan of having playing backgrounds and like, well, I should say being very strategic about what you're doing. Cause if you have a lot of distracting things and they're taking away from like you connecting with your audience that you don't want that obviously. So the more you can just like eliminate distractions and then just having you like you can have some of you smiling. Like I say, have definitely have some of you smiling. Like me, naturally, I'm a very smiley person. So that is, you know, me. But at the same time, like, oh my goodness, I just tell people like when I plan out photo shoots, like I give them so many different expressions and body languages and poses that are so much more than just a smiling face because you are dynamic and people will be interested by that. And that's the other thing. There are so many people that do just have the smiling shots of them. So you will stand out that much more when you don't. But if I don't like my, RBF face. <laughs> <laughs> I say learn to love it because like I think if it's part of you, <laughs> I mean oh, yeah, I, I, I say I say learn to love it. That's what I say. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good quote. Yeah. I don't like my I everyone's always like, why are you so pissed off? I'm like, I'm not. This is just my face. If I'm not smiling, I look really mad. <laughs> and you know what? I say own it too. Like that's another thing too. You can take something that Take something that can be a quote unquote, like you don't like it or it's against the grain and just like do a 180 and be like, I'm owning this. And that'll just like, people will pick up on that energy. Oh my God. Yes. Anyone who knows me or is on my email list, I embrace the most awkward video still shots. And <laughs> like, and I just put those in the email because I'm going to grab them bad the first time anyway. So I yeah. make it a thing, but you know, that's my sense of humor. And you know, I like that. Yeah, that's great. So let's go on to Instagram in general and how we can promote ourselves as freelancers. We have a lot of service providers here, virtual assistants. We have people who are specialized OBMs. We have like the spectrum of service providers here. So all of us, a lot of people are stuck on a starting Instagram from zero and, you know, not wanting to really promote themselves, like not want knowing what to post, like all of the problems. Mm -hmm. So what kind of advice do you have for us? Yes. Okay. So I I think the first thing I want to say is like, if you are just getting started, I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you for getting started because getting started, it's very cliche, but it is, it is the most important step. Like everything follows after that. So if you don't know what you're doing, I always say too, action leads to clarity and it's so powerful to just taking action. You'll figure out what doesn't work, what works. But that being said, here are some things that I think will really help you. So the first thing is to understand what Instagram is for, like what, what's the strategy right behind Instagram. So ultimately you want to grow your business and your brand on there. It's a great platform to do that, especially as service providers, but deeper than that, it's not just about selling, selling, selling. So, and that should be like a relief. Like you don't have to, all of your content does not have to be constantly selling yourself in Conversely, like it will when everything like it will be this like um, snowball effect that will help you do that. But what I say with Instagram is there's three main channels that you want to create content for. So ultimately, Instagram is a connector to grow your business, your brand. It connects you to people who are going to cheer you on and support you, which is very important. And you never know what will come out of those relationships. So just I've met so many people like you, Emily, just like we connected on here. And now look, I'm, I'm, you know, meeting with your group, which is awesome. And so, and like, I just, I like your energy and I like being, having you surrounded in my community. So that's like this relationship that we have. So it connected me to you. Then 
it's going to connect you with, um, well, I guess you're kind of like both. I feel like we started out as just like friends and then it turned into this thing where you have people that will connect you to their audiences, which is what's going on right now. So you are two in one. And then thirdly, you have people that you will be selling to directly. Like they will find you on social media, on Instagram, and they will buy your services through that. So those are the three things that it's connecting to you. People that you just support you, people that you are going to build relationships with and then connect with their audiences and then sell directly to you. So those are the kinds of content that you're creating. So it's not this pressure to be all this one thing and, and like, oh my God, I have to be boxed in and focused on this. Yes. And I, I think one thing, what's that? But I love that so much because so many people, Instagram coaches are saying one avatar, one message, always, always, always. I'm like, that is not me. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it goes back to the people are so, we're so dynamic. And the other thing too, that I want all of you to hear is that I want you to be a little bit selfish and just like focus on what you want to create. And I know that's, you know, harder to do than it seems, but like when you're having fun, when that energy is coming true and, and it's a bit of a journey to like figure it out and like put yourself out there, but it's so powerful. And that it's actually, it's like the easiest thing to do. It's, it's super, you know, difficult on one hand, but it's easy. Like when you can get to that and then you can just create this content. And again, it kind of creates that organic magnetic effect that brings these people back to you because they're attracted to you being yourself. Um, And so we can definitely go in deeper to like the different content things. So I think it's just really important to remember that. I love that you said that because I did not start my Instagram until last year. I was at the Kajabi conference in April deciding to like let go of my clients and go all in. And my Instagram was zero. And I was getting pissed off because I was like, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. It wasn't it. I mean, it was growing slowly. And I'm like, this is not fun. And Mm -hmm. I did exactly what you said. I said, F it. I'm doing Instagram my way. I'm going to like put my blinders on and I'm just going to have fun. And that has made Instagram fun for me. And it has paid off by the way. So what you just said is gold to anyone out there struggling to get started. Like you'd make the content you want and have yep. fun with it. And it, it will happen. It's a snowball effect. Like Megan said, Oh, that makes me so happy. I'm like, like, it just, I, you know, I just like, I'm a very smiley person. I'm smiling so big right now because yes, like it is so powerful and freeing as human beings for ourselves to have that, like for ourselves. And then what's the beautiful about that is that it comes back to us, that energy and that people pick up on that. And so it's, it's this perfect, you know, combination of things happening. Yes. I love it. I know we kind of went off on a tangent, but let's go back to what you were talking about with your um, marketing yourself. Hey, let me just interrupt for a second and invite you to the How to Work on the Line Masterclass. I am teaching the five areas online business owners need to hire out right now. This is a free training. Just pick your day and time and attend and watch it when you get a chance. It's about an hour long. We're going to cover online business industry lingo, buzzwords, and the the behind-the-scenes job positions you could be doing. We're also covering what you need to know to get hired online and stand out above the competition. Head over to emilyreaganpr.com, link is in the show notes, to sign up right now and get your learning on, and you're going to gain clarity and have your eyes open to the remote work possibilities. I'll see you there. Once again, emilyreaganpr.com slash masterclass. All right, back to the show. So like I said, it's Instagram is a connector. It connects you to these three different groups of people. And so the whole thing, it's then it boils down to two things, two main types of content that you want to create. You want to create 
content that, so I recommend having three like strategic Instagram categories that are all about what do people know? What do they need to be educated on to become the best clients to work with you, right? Educated clients become the best clients. So if there's three things that you could pick that you want to just be telling people, and once they actually get it and it clicks with them, they'll be like, oh my goodness, I need to hire you. So you have those three topics, right? But if you say them over and over again, it's going to be super dry. It's going to be super boring. You're going to hate it. They're going to hate it. They're going to tune you out, right? So what you do is you wrap it in a personal story. Now, I used to be one of those people that was like, oh my God, I don't have any personal stories. Like when people talk about personal stories, what the hell do they mean? I was just like, I was so frustrated. Okay. And now I can tell you, like, I've done a complete 180 and I'm like, oh my God, I get it. But at the same time, when people used to be talking about that, I didn't know what the hell, like they really meant. And so I have this process that I feel like it works really well for helping people get these stories. And then, yeah, once you wrap things in a story, it's entertaining. So most people, unless they're looking for it, nobody wants to be sold or educated, but everybody wants to be entertained. And that is everything you need to know about marketing yourself, right? If you can make people feel entertained, they will not tune you out. They'll pay attention. They'll be sucked in. That's just how we work as humans. So a story does that. Like a movie, an ad, a clever you know, song, it entertains us. That's why we listen to it or watch it. So stories do that. That's the first thing is you wrap these viewpoints, you wrap your offers. I recommend doing that as well in a story. The other thing that you do though, and you might even want to do this more, it mix it up. And I don't, I'm not one of those hard and fast rules persons. I have guidelines. I believe that there's an exception to everything. So I want all of you to take what I'm saying and use it, what's helpful, but experiment, take it and run with it. Right. So the other thing that I believe though, that I do see as works, but again, you make it fit for you is viewpoints. I call them ferocious viewpoints. This is what is going to make you stand out. This is what is going to build your authority. This is what is going to grow your community. When you boldly stand for what you believe for, people can latch on. If you do not have, if you're very passive and you're afraid to like make statements, nobody can latch on to that. Nobody's, you're not going to be a thought leader. Once you just start owning what you believe and just like saying it as truth, everything shifts. Because here's the thing. There is an exception to literally everything on the internet. There are big gurus out there. One is saying this, the other one is saying this, and they're completely contradicting each other. And you know what? The world doesn't stop. There's people that love them. There's people that disagree with them. And that's just the reality of this world. So I just, I don't want people to be afraid to, you know, be like, oh, well, can I say this? Can you not say this? Yes, you can say it. Some people are will agree. Some people won't. But if you want to get to that next level, you need to be putting your, your voracious viewpoints out there on full blast. So what you're saying is stop being Aaron Burr and start being Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I had to say when I first started off in my own business, I was so used to doing the work for other people and thinking about other people first. I didn't really feel like I had anything to say. And sometimes I'm a little bit of a slower thinker. And one advice and tip I have for all of you is that you think about things that rile you up Mm -hmm. and make you angry or make you really passionate, but it's like easier for me to go the anger route. And I started thinking about that. And then I'm like, I do have something to say. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't believe in this. And that makes me realize I believe in this. And then you get the positive side of it. So you're not just like angry hater on Instagram all the time. But I realized about a good 18 months into my business, I'm like, oh, I do stand for something. I do have opinions because that's kind of like my personality as I'm kind of like in the middle. I like 
peacemaker, you know, like don't ruffle feathers. And then I've been a little bit more vocal about it and it feels really freaking good. Mm -hmm. And it does. Yeah. Yes. The confidence that comes and it's, it's so funny how everything is all tied up, right? When you feel confident, you feel really good. And the more good you feel, the more confident you're going to be. And everybody picks up on that. Confidence is sexy. People will be drawn to that and trust you more, right? If you're confident in something that automatically ups your, your trustability factor, which is really important. If people want to hire you, if they want to bring you on to speak and, you know, bring, bring presentations, all that kind of stuff. And I love what you're saying too. It's, I completely agree. Like you can find what riles you up and it, and you know, if you have to go down that, like whatever route, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I do that all the time. And like, but it will, it will bring clarity and you'll start to figure out what you believe and don't believe. And the other thing too, is I think everybody struggles, especially when they're first getting started with thinking, I don't have anything important. Like there's all these big names saying all these things, like who am I? And you know what? All of those big names, they were once where you feel like right now, like they had to get started at some point and they did. They didn't just wake up one day and get like that. Like they had to put in the work when they were not a big name. So it's it's all about getting started. And the other thing too, which I will raise my hand and say, I struggle with is like, wanting to jumpstart the process, right? Being at the bottom rung of the ladder and be like, well, I want to be at the top. Like you have to take the steps. And so what I found and what I find with working with my clients, the more you do it, it is just, it's, it's like that snowball effect again. It will get so much easier and you, you will blow your mind at how many like brilliant, ferocious viewpoints that you figure out you have. You're like, wow. And it just all starts from taking those first steps though. And just, it's like a muscle. You have to work at it and get better at it. And the more you do it, the the more you'll find you have. Oh, that's such a good advice. I love that so much. Do you like have a story bank or something for these ideas and viewpoints or like, what? how do you organize that? Yes. So I, I pretty much have this love affair with Google Docs. So I didn't start using Google Docs. I don't know. I want to say it was like, six months ago. I mean, like I use them, but not like I do now. And so I am like, I, I can't even like contain how happy I am with like the system and the method that I have. Um, but yeah, I, once you have like a system with everything, right, the more organized you are in general, I mean, everybody has their own style, but I feel like if you can have some organization that's easy to replicate, it just makes a huge difference. Yeah. So I recommend for people for finding their stories is, so what I, what you do is you have, I have a Google Doc and you write out Today, I did or thought, and you write out every single thing that you did or thought today. And then you move down to this this week, I did or thought, and you brainstorm everything that you did or thought. And then you do it for the month and then for a year. And so you just take, I don't know, 30 minutes or however long, and you brainstorm. And it doesn't matter. It could be, I went to the, you know, I took a shower today. I went and got ice cream today. I talked to my mom on the phone. Anything that you did, you just brainstorm and offer. I did this or thought today, this week this month and this year. And then you have this huge bank of random stories. Basically, you take one of these stories and you can pretty much take any story and segue it into either your offer or your core strategy. And so it does take, it's a little bit of a muscle sometimes to like work and figure out how it all works. But this is how I recommend starting because it just gets that creativity flowing. And then once you have that and you kind of see how it works, what I have now is I have it's a Google Doc, you know, and I have it on my 
Google Drive so I can access it from my laptop. But I also literally on my phone right next to my texting button like app. So it's like literally the most accessible app on my phone. I have it right there. And so it's because I have so many ideas that if I don't write them down right away, I will forget. So I'm in the habit now when I have this idea immediately. I mean, unfortunately, my phone is always with me. I will put it in my phone. I'll give as much context as I need it so I know what the hell I'm talking about. And then I leave it. And then I go back when I batch out my content. I have so many stories, so many voracious viewpoints that are ready to go. And it's now it's like it's this muscle that is just ramped up and it, it just works on autopilot. So, yes, it's it's super awesome. I, like your little tiny golden nugget is to put that app right by your texting. I was looking at mine. I'm like, I, well, I got Apple Music, but I'm so <laughs> that because I, I'm like you I like get all these ideas and sometimes I can't mm-hmm. I'm just getting ideas and and if I, I file them away in too many different places but I'll I'll send boxers to myself like that's kind of my go-to but I don't always mm-hmm. have that ability to like leave a message or like there's a kid crying in the background or something yeah I'm so gonna do that bye bye uh safari <laughs> whatever the default is on here right like bye bye I'm gonna scooch yep. you up over and put that on there but you just do like the google document art right is that what you said or the drive oh, I have I have google drive on there and then because I do have like um I'm trying to think what my other ones are so I have um a folder for my content brainstormed ideas and then I also have one for reels as well so I have a separate folder for reels. And then I also have, I have a, what I call a brain brilliance folder or document. So I have a couple other things that I'll access fairly frequently. So I have the app is the drive. So I can just like click into whatever I need. Oh, okay. Okay. I've seen a lot of, some of my clients like Evernote and they use that, but mm-hmm. I, I like that you mentioned that for reels. Cause I do that now that I'm like slowly playing with the reels and TikTok, I have to stop myself because I'll go down that rabbit hole and I have a couple of good ideas or really corny things. And I'm like, stop, you've got to get your work done. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's why, like, I recommend, like, in general, like, obviously, it's good to be distraction free. Although I am like, yes, I definitely need all the advice that I can dish out on this, because I'm definitely struggle with being staying distraction free. But that's why I recommend, and it works well for me, is I have it accessible. And I I know I can do it, it'll take me two seconds, and then I can come back to it. It's like, let me just get it down, because I will forget my brilliant idea if I don't write it down. So I like that it's just accessible. It's just super quick and then move on. Okay. So do you have ideas for what kind of posts that the freelancers can make that will attract clients? Like how, how do we like marry the two? Yes. So with Instagram, it's a, it's a twofold thing. It's kind of like, I'm trying to think of like the best analogy. And one of the ones that I've been kind of running with right now, it's kind of like a present. So think about your Instagram content as you're giving a gift. So you have the outside wrapping paper and then you have the gift inside. So if you were to just give somebody like, I don't know, you bought them like a coffee mug or something, it's nice, right? Or like you just set it out on a table or something versus you have this coffee mug all wrapped up in this adorable wrapping paper. It's super cute. It's super like just how the person would love it. You have it sitting out. Like what do you think is going to catch their eye first? Of course, the gifted wrapped present, right? That's what's going to catch their eye. That is like an analogy that perfectly fits with Instagram. So your content that you create is going to be what people engage with. It's what's going to make a difference and make people connect with you. However, if you do not get people's attention in the first place, it does not matter at all. And I could like go on and on and on about this. So what your wrapping paper is, what the flashy thing that catches people's attention and makes them go, ooh, is your headline and your photo. 
or image because I don't, photos are really important, but having like text graphics are also really important too. Okay. That is the first thing that catches people's attention because they don't see your whole caption and they're not going to read, click in if you don't get their attention in the first place. So it's twofold. So it's having that strategy and having these stories and these voracious viewpoints, but then the headline and the image are what's initially actually going to make that matter anyways. Okay. Tell everyone what you mean by headline when you're talking about an Instagram post. Okay. So I guess I should technically say caption instead of headline. Uh, So the very, I don't even know how many characters it is, but Instagram gives you however many characters, you know, that shows up before clicking into the post. So your caption is the only thing that people are going to be able to read unless you entice them enough to click in. So I am a huge fan. I know um, this clickbait, the term clickbait gets some uh, a bad rap, but I'm a huge fan of having quote unquote clickbait captions. Now to me, clickbait, there's nothing wrong with clickbait as long as what follows is not misleading, is not, you know, lying, is not totally off base. Like the whole thing with marketing is you believe in your product, you have something good to sell, you want to sell it, right? So yeah. it's all about getting people to engage with it. So Having that caption is super important. And I recommend having, you want to kind of like entice people and like give them a reason to read more. And I'm a fan of really short, snappy headlines that just get people's attention. They're kind of shocking sometimes, but they don't drag on because unfortunately people are super like, you know, they don't have a lot of attention, which good, bad or otherwise, that's just, there's so much going on in Instagram. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I like that you're calling it the headline because I can see that copywriter in you. But yeah, people read headlines and then in copywriting, they read a headline and then they decide if they're going to go back and read the words. Like people skim headlines if you're doing a sales page. Same thing with Instagram. I can't tell you how many people I see with the canned headlines, hooks, captions, whatever you want to call them, the visible part of the caption. And it's like a snooze fest. Yes, I am somebody who really likes to be entertained and I don't have a lot of time. I'll still read a micro blog caption if it, if it's valuable, Mm -hmm. right. Serving, but yeah, you got to like make or break it with those first two lines. Completely. That is the hinging point. If people are not hooked in, they are not going to read the rest and then it's pointless. Oh my goodness. So is, do you have any like tips that like, will will grab somebody? Like, is it words? Is it emotion or anything you see working? Yeah. So, I mean, you have whatever your content that you're talking about in your post, right? That is going to dictate because it has to be relevant, right? Your caption has to tie into what your post is. So if you're telling a story, if you're having a ferocious viewpoint, you want to have your caption tie into that in as few as words as possible and as like boldly as possible. So I know that's very ambiguous and vague, but again, less is more. So you don't want, people don't have all day. You want to like shock them. (laughs) You want it to be shocking and being like surprising, right? You don't want it to be passive. Like that's the other thing. And that's just a tip in general. Don't be passive. If you're going to say something, own it, like seriously own it. That passivity is just like snoozeworthy. Like people just aren't interested they're just not. So own it, make it very bold and keep it as short and spicy as possible are some good like things to start with. Yeah. Uh, just as an example, if you look at Megan's, I'm sorry, I have to bring this up. Her most recent Instagram post starts with 
biz foreplay turns me on. <laughs> yes, and that is that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> she uh, is practicing what she preaches. <laughs> yes. I just I had to share that. That had to just make the, um, like, you're really good at that. You really do that. And you know, it'll be like a nice, sweet photo of you. And you're like, but I have to read the caption. I have no idea where this is going uh-huh. about. And so that's what she's talking about. So when you're a freelancer, I don't know, how do you, how, like, I'm so like wanting to like coach people here in the group. Like, what would you tell them like to get started? Do you have like some ideas to like, for those first couple posts? Yes. So I would say, I would say figure out what is, what's important to be talking about to your audience and that, that you really believe in. Like, what are the three things that people, your audience needs to know before they're going to work with you? Right. So like some things for me is like one of the core truths that I have that is absolute truth. And I believe it's fact with me is that people are not just buying your services. They're actually buying you as the human. So if people don't understand that they're not going to get the value of working with me. So it's my job to be talking about that, to be educating that with my audience. Right. So obviously I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to make it interesting. I'm not going to be talking about 24 seven. I'm going to vary it up, but think about what is, what are a couple of things that are really important that your audience needs to know. And I would say pick three of them, just make it simple for yourself. And I don't, again, less is more like you don't want to have a ton. You can have subtopics, but get your three gospel truths and then see if you can do that exercise where even just like do like make it simple for yourself. That's the other thing. Start small. So think about, okay, what did I do today? Like, what are some things that I did today? And just write them all down and then see if you can pick one of them. Like I decorated my Christmas tree or I wrapped Christmas presents. And like, you can be talking about how like, You know, like if I, I could do a post about last night, I wrapped my daughter's Christmas present. So this is just an off the fly example. I could talk about how and tie it into the analogy of Instagram. And it's like, you have the gift and then you have to wrap it up and make people be enticed into it. Right. So I have this personal story and I would jazz it up with some interesting, enticing caption, but it's a story. So people like the entertainment factor. And then there's this value that starts sprinkling in midway through the end. Right. So see if you can just start small and just play around with doing things like that. And then as well with ferocious viewpoints, those can stand alone. You don't have to tie anything in, which is really should be like, oh my God, that feels good. Like you don't have to always be selling your ferocious viewpoints will sell yourself. And that's, what's beautiful. So those ones just like practice, like what is something you believe in and practice just start being brave and bold with it. Again, it's just practicing. You don't have to be perfect and you will just keep doing it. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I know so many of you are going to get stuck in delay and think, well, I'll start it, but it doesn't even have to be perfect. You are going to get better at this. You're going to get better at writing that headline that captivates and hooks people. And you you do need to start. Like we talked about inside my student group the other week, you need to start your Instagram account, whether you're posting on it uh, like a crazy person, like every day, like you don't have to do that. I think as a freelancer, minimally, you need to get that account up and going. People need to be able to reference it and find you and see that you know your stuff. And it starts now with these posts that Megan just told you, gave you some inspiration to help you write. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can see so many of mine like, but this isn't the perfect hook yet. I'm like, it's okay. It'll come. Yes. Like, the process. And not every single post is this Pulitzer Prize award winning caption. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I think I think that needs to be one of the biggest takeaways or I hope that people take away is that 
just start. And it's okay to like, have it be unsure. Like I'm telling you, one of my favorite things that I tell myself a lot is action leads to clarity, which leads to confidence, right? You just, you have to start taking that action and it will, you will figure things out, but like use these tips that we're talking about. Like they, they work and you just have to start and it's a process, but yeah, get started now. And the other thing too, is use what you've got. And I would say like, See if you can post one time a week. Like, that's it. Don't, I know for me, when the fastest way for me to fail is set crazy goals that I'm never going to follow through with. Start small. And the other thing, like you're saying too, Emily, like stories are great to connect with people. And there, I recommend like showing up as your makeup free self or you're just you and your natural element, like whatever that looks like to you. It doesn't have to be perfectly poised. I think it's great. I definitely recommend investing in photo shoots for your feed and having it be very strategic and like, you know, having a mission for what you're doing there. But in your stories, you can just like right now, just like make stories and just show up as yourself. There's no pressure to, you know, have everything perfect at all. Yeah. Do you remember when stories were brand new a couple of years ago? Do you remember that? Uh, no, I have not. No, I'm actually newer to the Instagram game. So when I was in Instagram, stories were already very much a thing. So when I, I started doing it for my client, my, I, I got a lot of work and built my business with my clients coming to me like, can you do this? I'm like, yes, I can. And then I figured out and Instagram was one of those where I was like, oh, uh, so I signed up for a personal account and I can just remember playing with those stories and not really understanding how it worked. But this is like really good advice for you guys. Like it doesn't need to be this public business profile. You can start on your own and you're not going to learn until you click. Like Megan says, and you take that action, you play with those filters, you play with those new features, because here's the thing, Instagram's always going to be changing. Like right now, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, it updated and I couldn't even figure out where I posted my to my feed. I know. <laughs> this little like plus mark up at the top. And now you have all of the options and things change. And now I got to refilm that lesson in my course, add it to the pile, but it's the beauty of it. It also should let you give yourself permission to just not know it all. Like you're not, and you're going to do it. You're going to learn by doing it. And those stories are so easily deletable. I've deleted a lot. I've had like tons of mistakes, like the sound didn't take or somebody interrupted, or I just like froze or you don't see what I've deleted. Not my stories are perfect, but just think about the perfect people out there. (laughs) Like they're deleting them too. So you can do that. You can totally do that. This has been so awesome. Does anyone have any questions for Megan? about Instagram in particular, I encourage you all to follow her. I put her link over there. She does some fun things over there that I think will inspire you and make you realize that you don't need to be formulaic, that you can be yourself and you can get creative. And yeah, I was just going to kind of give it a little bit of delay to see if we had any questions. Is there anything else you want to add for the, the freelancer trying to get clients? I will. I want to actually segue, well, not segue, actually build on what you just said. I'm really glad you said that because That is, I think, the overall arching underlying principle of what I do and what I'm all about is helping people be themselves and just showing up as themselves online. So that's my, like, one of the biggest things that I want people to, to embody and believe is that you are your greatest asset. You are what's going to get clients. You are what's going to set you apart. And so... And that's so exciting. And I know it can be scary and whatever, but just know that like you are amazing. And so just trust yourself, just keep practicing about being more visible and showing up as yourself in all aspects of your brand. Because the more you do that, I promise you, the more 
that will attract clients to you over all aspects of your business. So that's what branding is all about. That's what I help my clients do is get that superpower of them on full blast. And so that's what it boils down to. And you guys have the advantage. You have the advantage being good at what you do, being in the same time zone as your clients. Um, Nope. Like having been through the crash course or other more specific laser focused trainings, you are speaking English. I mean, this gives you the advantage if you can get your face seen, if people can see your eyeballs and see your personality, like this is what will get you booked out. People are hire the VA for the person, not just the service. Like they want somebody on their team they like, they trust that they want to work with because it's ultimately a choice and this is how people find you. Yep. So yeah. Did you know, did you realize we're matching today? I did. I saw that. I was like, Oh my God, that's so awesome. (laughs) I like Cal, Nick, Heather Gray. I know. It's so cozy. Yes. (laughs) I know. Totally went with cozy today. Okay. Uh I think we're we're all good here. Everyone go download her photo shoot checklist. That link is in the um, description here. And yeah, I'm so grateful for you. If anyone has questions, Megan's here in the group, just tag her in a comment and she'll come back through. And yeah, that's, that's all I got. This yeah. all right. Well, thank you. This was so much fun. I'm so glad I could hang out with you all. Yeah. Thanks, Megan. We'll see you over on Instagram. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. All right. I hope you have the courage to show up on Instagram in a new way. I love that about Megan. She definitely has a fire to her and she does not want you stressing out about what to post on Instagram. Okay. Especially as a service provider, because we have to show up there. That's where our clients are. So grab that ultimate brand photo shoot checklist and encourage your own clients to do it and do it for yourself as well. It doesn't have to be the big fancy in-studio shoot that I just booked. I started with my local photographer, $200, went outside in front of some beautiful murals, and that's what we did. That's totally what we did. Kept it easy, and it's it totally worked. So if you're thinking about getting started online and don't know where to start, what to charge, what to offer please go check out that masterclass. The link is in the show notes. It will teach you exactly what online business owners want to hire, who they want to hire, what they want them to do. And it will give you a place in this world so you can own your magical skill set, bring your past work experiences, education, bring them over your shoulder and show up and add digital marketing, and then you will be hireable. You'll be your own unicorn in this space. Some business owner out there could really use your help. They could use your knowledge, your work ethic, being dependable, honest, being a go-getter, and they could use your help online totally. And you'll feel so good about being the wizard behind the scenes. All right check out next episode. We are talking with a friend of mine, a copywriter. You're going to get some good copywriting tips. Take those over to Instagram and put those together with what Megan taught you here today. All right. I'll see you later. If you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com.
So, okay. I hate how I say so all the time. Did I just sing on the show? Oh my gosh, my kids will be so embarrassed because I do that all the time. 